0: Born away in space, it's another edition of Caramander's Log. How you doing, everyone? It's your boy, flo boys part of the new Amsterdam Entertainment Record. I want to thank you all for coming out here as we're flying through space, man. A lot of stuff's going on in this Jonathan Frakes-directed episode of Star Trek Discovery. We're calling it The Sanctuary, but I am not alone. I want to introduce first, he is a man so engaging he would leave a trance worm on red, my captain, John Weber. (laughs) How's it going,
1: sir? It's going very well, thank you, Flobo.
0: Yeah, getting getting uh, the the rest of the Thanksgiving meal out the way.
1: Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, tonight I have to do uh, after the show, and and I'm always hungry after the show. I have no idea why. No that idea. Pa- you must work me really hard on this show. <laughs> oh yeah. Build build up an appetite, but uh, yeah. I've I've got to go up, check the fridge for every last morsel of Thanksgiving, and make sure that it gets eaten tonight. So what what's left? Uh, you know, last I saw, there was some stuffing, so yum, and yeah. it was good stuffing. And I think, um, I you know, I think I told you I made my onion casserole, made my right uh,
0: the world famous, yeah,
1: my creamed onion casserole. I believe the family has left me one onion, yeah. and uh I know there's some turkey because uh, I'm the only person in the family who eats dark meat.
0: See, I dark heard- meat doesn't get the love it deserves, man.
1: It does not. It's flavorful. It's delicious. It's actually got more protein in it. It's got more calories, but <laughs> do I look like I well, worry I,
0: about I that. eat the tails, so the tails are the most fattiest part of the bird, but that's just me. Uh, tails uh, and
1: necks, man. That's yeah, like going say, back man. to our, uh, our ancestors who had to eat these <laughs> cuts, man. Yeah, yeah I'm with we're you. We're also poor.
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> he's, not, he's not alone. He's being joined by our special guest this week, a guy who is kind of weird, but that's scientifically speaking. Give it up for the chief engineer of the USS Post Show, Mr. Jake Giles. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, hey, you guys great. finally dragged me up
2: from the engineering department.
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of this work exchange program, so you don't, like, get running around our HR department. I'm totally glad you showed up
2: today. <laughs> the, the, the great thing about it is, no matter how far I am from engineering, the warp core still echoes in my ears. <laughs>
0: What's going on with that? We should probably fix that. <laughs> Where's the airbox? right <laughs> well i mean this is what we're like more than halfway through the season and we're getting a lot more questions answered about the burn and all that crazy stuff let mm-hmm. so start with you man it's yeah. overall thoughts today's episode the sanctuary book and
2: his problems dorjo all that good stuff um well i mean literally they left us every time we get we think we're getting closer to what's happening with Giorgio, we get further away yeah that's true. um Especially this week with the, the whole, like, her phasing in and out, almost like that, uh, that programmable matter that's now in the consoles.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, good. Oh, I hadn't made that observation. Yeah, oh, same That's a good it's, one. It's too. not
2: as pixelated as it, but it's really weird in the same kind of vein. Yeah. Um, it didn't occur to me until probably about 20 minutes before we went on that none of this was really happening before she encountered uh, Dr. Creepy at Starfleet Command. Mm. played
1: by do you know that one jake
2: the I man who's playing uh-uh.
1: the the filmmaker david cronenberg really like I, you know I canada's never, I, stephen king
2: i've yeah. actually never met i've never not met him i've never seen him before yeah. like more what more he looks stephen like stephen king
1: yeah. i had to look <laughs> yeah. him up no, I love his movies. I've, I've yeah. been watching his movies since the late 70s when I was a young man, and and uh, I had to look it up, and I was like, what, David Cronenberg? And yeah. yes, he's he's so creepy. You're right. Very creepy, man.
2: Yeah. Uh, one of the main questions I was left with from this episode is, is when they take the cat off a of book ship, does it overload the pattern buffer? <laughs> that no, is a grudge, massive no. cat. That is uh, a, lot of- a lot of cat. That's a lot uh, of cat i'm really kind of getting into the 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 character of uh the andorian yeah the makeup for him must be much quicker than it was for enterprise without having the antenna that had to move like they did on enterprise (laughs) right uh right all in all is a really really good episode i like getting more into books backstory yes yeah uh the uh and finally we finally see the big bad for this season um she wasn't oh, yeah, what's that
0: intimidating yeah, yeah it was kind of weird because she had like a whole karen vibe but uh ah,
2: <laughs> yeah. that's literally what <laughs> i thought i'm like oh god karen. <laughs> saru is facing is is facing down the the space super karen <laughs>
0: well let me uh ask you john i mean you know this is episode eight you know you've yeah. been with us week after week my captain uh how's uh, the voyage going
1: Uh, You know, I got to tell you, um, I'm always uh, gratified. And I think I may even say this every episode. I'm always gratified by how they set up these mysteries. It looks like this is going to remain a very opaque, you know, blank future. And then all of a sudden, they'll break through right away. And uh, and and jump certain things forward, so yeah, we we do have an idea now of how serious the emerald chain is, as, as Jake mentioned, our big bad. And um, now, uh, is this uh, remind me because I'm an old man, remind me what, what's the gal's name again? Her... which gal, uh, the, the green Osyra? gal Asira. Oh, Osira, yeah. which which is weird, uh, yeah. that's a weird name. Because um, she's Osira the Orion, she's an oh, Orion yeah. Osira. I don't yeah. know. It's got yeah. it's got a weird flow to it for me. Uh, and then it, it, um,
2: it immediately made me think of Stargate. Oh gosh, we got we got Osira. <laughs> it just There's yeah, Stargate. Let's I, see you know, we've We've got gold, and Star Trek, Great.
1: Flobo, one of these days I got to drag you through some Stargate because yeah. I'm telling you that is a fun show. It is less than a couple of years. Okay, oh, so when oh, I was younger,
0: it? it played in the afternoon, like like after like uh, after the cartoons, after sports, like at six p.m. on a Saturday. It's like before Hercules and Xeno, It's Stargate. Yes. and you're like, okay, that one black guy is kind of weird in the back, but okay, I'm with it. <laughs> it's SG one, I think, because there was Atlantis as well, uh, which I didn't
2: see. And then there's there yeah. the universe, SG1, which yeah. was horrible.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, and and for me, I have to say they got better. But anyway, we should get back to <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. this episode. Um, here's the thing, split,
2: and split between you, between parallel universes, now. <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> Do you guys remember? Here I say we should get back to it. Now I'm going to get you a reference that gets us out of it. Do you, you it. Re- remember? I believe it was an afternoon show. It might have been on Fox Kids, and it was I think Beetleborgs.
0: Oh yes. Oh, oh big bad beetle boys! <laughs> so they had this like guy named Flapper, like Jay Leno with a giant yes. nose. Yeah, that yes. was that was my jam. Built up uh, nose and this outside weird. Outside SpongeBob and
2: Lower Decks, I stopped watching cartoons. Like anyway. it wasn't a
0: cartoon. It was it was it was that time where like they hit gold. Power Rangers. So There's like yeah. a bunch of clones. It was like Mass Rider, oh, VR Troopers, yeah. Beetle Boy, You were kids yeah. that like got into giant beetle. Oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my so, brain!
1: When <laughs> I see when I see Osira, I just see that built-up chin that they give she's her. She's Flabber! And she's Flabber! Dude, she's oh Flabber! you got to check that character out, Jake. It, it'll, You'll look at it, and you'll be like, oh, it, gross, it, I it, hate this like now. If
0: Jay Leno and Liberace had a kid, but he was blue, that was Flabber. I mean, that's the best way to describe
1: what Flabber looked like. Yeah. I can't believe yeah. you just brought this up. My brain... <laughs> you, you know me; it's a unified theory of everything for me. There's yeah. always a little bit of Stargate and what we're watching. There's always a little bit of this, that a little bit, and now we finally got into like the Fox Kids <laughs> afternoon schedule. And yeah, now we've got a touch of Beetleborgs in our uh, discovery now. Oh, so maybe. yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I,
2: I so totally who knows, dig. maybe they can operate the Spore Drive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? I totally dig. Uh, where we are. I think she's a great villain. I, I really yeah. like her confidence. I like her um, her cruelty. And, you know, one of the things I've always loved uh, about Star Trek is they set up that these people are like this. There's exceptions. You know, the Vulcans are all like this. There might be some exceptions. The Romulans are like that. And um, we're really seeing a lot about Orions and Andorians, which have been kind of under... Uh, underexposed, underused in the, the, you know, the Star Trek universe. So I'm I'm very happy.
2: Enterprise was was really the only only series in the entire pantheon that really actually explored the Andorians. Yes. I haven't got there yet.
1: Exactly. And because Enterprise was so Vulcan heavy, they made such a great point with the Andorians are like the opposite of Vulcans. Yeah. Like everything you admire about a Vulcan, and Andorian's terrible about that. And they're also just, you know, I mean, Jeffrey Combs as, oh, I know he's Jeffrey
2: name. Combs. Oh, yeah. uh, Shran.
1: Shran. Ah,
2: yeah. oh, you're a genius.
1: Uh, you know, Shran was Enterprise just. Is
2: my, Enterprise is my second favorite series. So.
1: You know, there's a lot to be said for Enterprise. There really is. I think if I put my top five together, it might be number five. Yeah. But. I I have gone back and gone. I need to learn more. I need to give it another chance. And uh, yes, their treatment of the Andorians set us up for this show beautifully.
2: Ooh, what's I, uh, number one, Jake? I'm curious. Mine? Yeah. Well, I always have to pay homage to the Cisco.
0: Okay. I mean, I mean people don't. People don't. People don't can't stand yeah. um, DS Nine.
2: Yeah. DS DS Nine's my my number one, and then my number two is Enterprise and TNG, kind of tied. Yeah, I I will say
0: of what little I've seen, I do prefer. Well, I do prefer uh, DS9 uh, over over TNG
2: myself. Yeah, but Voyager's (laughs) like the back, back,
0: back
1: (laughs) backing. Thank you, thank you. And what freaks me out is I thought I didn't like Voyager because of my sort of vestigial misogyny of like, oh God, this is just the most wussified show, you know. You got. Like Chakotay, who's a badass captain on his own ship. He runs his own little cell of the Maquis. And then and they get no
2: character development. <laughs> yeah.
1: He gets together with Janeway and then he just becomes the no character developmental boyfriend. He becomes the supportive boyfriend, which okay. is fine. That would work for what? Steve Trevor
0: and Wonder Woman, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but we a gotta, we gotta move, to a move. I'm sorry. So you, you mentioned the, the confidence of Osira, and I, and I have it in my notes that she is so confident, she has a 141 two-thirds chance of winning. Here's the deal. She is the big bad of the season, the Emerald Train is bad news, but why is Starfleet Command so afraid? Let me start with you, Jack. I'm sorry, with you, Jake. Why why are they looking at them going, I don't know, we should do anything, we should engage with them? Are they? Is there something more at play here?
2: Well, I mean, if you go with uh, s- standard Star Trek storytelling, I haven't seen an Enterprise yet. So any uh, any Federation that doesn't have an Enterprise should be scared of everything, um, especially <laughs> oh, when when your when your two when your two named ships are Discovery and Voyager J. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we've we've seen it. There's there's no there's there's no fleet. They can't leave yeah. Federation headquarters because yeah. they're powering that cloaking field. Um, we don't know if. Deep Space Nine is still out there. We don't know if uh, Starbase Twenty Eight is still out there. Those are two of the big major star uh, star bases in the in right. the Alpha and Beta quadrants, respectively. Right. So, I mean, they're on their own. They don't really have the resources to fight a war against an extremely organized crime syndicate. Okay, well, you put it that way. Yeah, duh.
1: (laughs) And, you know, the reason why the crime syndicate is so successful is because there are no rules for them. So they do enslave and they do, you know, pillage and and murder. And and they do all the things that, you know, in sort of uh, human law. Nah, that's too small. Intergalactic law would frown upon these things. They break the laws. That's why they're successful.
2: Oh, I mean, you could hear the disgusted Saru's voice when, when slavery came in.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: you know, that's that's a yeah. Federation thing, you know. The, they will flat out stamp out a planet that has slavery.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of way really cool to say it. We'll stamp out a planet. But, uh, you know, turn order. Well, right not the point.
2: same way the Death Star, but, you know.
0: Yeah, well, I hope not. It. That'd be a whole different. Starfleet
2: Intelligence over. will subvert it, or Section 31 will subvert it to the point where the government changes.
0: Yeah. So we all talked about uh, Rin. I mean, this is a guy that has his own backstory. He still got his antenna cut off, or antennae cut off. Um, You know, at first, he wasn't willing to cooperate because of what he thought the Federation stood for. Um, And then our new number one Tilly was kind of taken aback by this, of what the truth is out there of what the federation is capable of now it looks like that rin's going to be on a good guy he's going to be on the side of things but what's that say if they have to convince everyone to join their cause in episode eight of this of this season uh with the federation is on the right side of history oh
1: that's a good question
2: that's what i do baby you know well when it comes down to it i mean we did see going back to my favorite deep space nine starfleet's not perfect The Federation's not perfect. I mean, Cisco nuked a planet to get his hands on one Maquis. Right. So, I mean, we know that in in desperate situations, Starfleet can do things that uh, are morally objectionable. Uh, (laughs) Also, just look back to the movie Insurrection. They were going to forcefully relocate the entire Baku civilization.
1: Ah. Right. They were being uh, manipulated into doing that. I mean, to be fair... But yeah, um, but it was a it, it was a situation where they could be manipulated because the Sona were so powerful and so resourceful and had things they wanted. Yeah. And, yeah, that's where you learn that Starfleet, you know, just like in last week's episode, we just keep seeing that Starfleet became such a big, giant, too big to fail organization. And it made a lot of mistakes yeah, I'm very money. excited that Rin is even more in this episode now. There's something kind of magically messianic about him.
0: What do and, think, yeah. wh- why do you think so?
1: Why? Oh, well, because uh, he has a conscience. And that's something that we normally think, well, that's only a Starfleet, you know, uh, char- char- characterization. That's only a Starfleet characteristic. Thank you. And, uh, and that's of course not true nobility is everywhere um you know a book is noble a uh, book's entire planet is noble so uh, there's nobility everywhere uh, starfleet does not own the you know the all of the nobility right and and now we're seeing you know a lot of people don't trust star starfleet and they may not trust starfleet for the rest of the series as far as we know, they might be spending the rest of this series trying to reestablish their credibility.
2: Yeah. Damn. And I mean, you know, the, the, the thing is, is Starfleet really started losing credibility towards the end of the next gen era. Because you started seeing the writing really started pushing the, uh, the honor and the yeah. what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I guess it would be the honor and the dignity of the Klingons more so than the federation right especially during ds9 with everything with wharf and his interactions with the empire starfleet kind of started looking a little bit less honorable than the empire
1: and very um and you know what was great about ds9 was you realize how vulnerable starfleet was that it wasn't this you know superman uh of all organizations that it was just as vulnerable as any kingdom as any planet as any right. government
0: yeah so let's talk about this conflict here with those, those sea locusts with i don't know about you guys tripped me out because those are different the shape of viruses if you look into any kind of medical book <laughs> that is the shape of a virus but they're, they're looking all pretty and stuff like that but just you know totally going out for the harvest and I, i'm gonna get, try to get the names right book's brother kahim kahim uh him uh, was really the one on the planet uh, with the task of bringing in book to the authorities or or to the uh, the Osiris the, the the emerald chain. Now here's a question I have the the idea of having the book and his brother be the empathi- em- em- emphatic, em- emphatic empath empathetic empathetic
1: empathic
0: Empathic <laughs> connection with the amplification
1: right. <laughs> of discovery
0: right. was pretty was pretty novel. But some yeah. people might say, I've been reading some of the chats over on the spoiler things on group, that that was a little bit too easy-peasy for this situation. Uh, I just want your opinions about the storyline. I was okay with it watching. it. I thought it was awesome. I thought it kind of made it made it more of a, a crime of the week in this grand story arc, and we didn't have to make this drawn out. But there's some people who say it was a bit of a shorthand and shortcut
1: you're gonna see that i mean we saw that last week where um oh you know vulcan law is that they assign me a lawyer and it's my mom yeah <laughs>
2: right you Surprise. know like, yeah they gotta complain about that episode
1: and right. and yet i will defend it just in the sense of as writers and all three of us have, have written stuff at different times as writers you know that there are ways that you can jump everything forward by having right. something shocking happen, and that's usually how you end an act. So, yeah, for that to be one of them is a little cheap. Uh, Twenty years ago, it might have bothered me. Twenty years from now, it might bother me. Right now, I'm just digging <laughs> it.
0: Cool. Uh, and the idea of kind of him being and his and his son being like on on board or being an ally. Or you're on board with that? Yeah, I think I am. Why not? He gets to peel off Linus' face because he's shut. <laughs>
1: I love that we got Linus again. That's the best. I'm loving Linus. Linus.
2: <laughs> Linus should, at the very least, be in the background of every episode, either sneezing on somebody <laughs> or, or accidentally transporting somewhere.
1: I mean, that poor guy. He just yeah. cannot cut a break. He's their, he's their mourn. He is. Mm-hmm. The Except D- he talks. The DS guys know what I'm talking about. He's Heard the funny guy. Actually, maybe he might even be their ROM.
0: Ooh, he's... Ooh.
1: He's, he's like the funny, you know, he's like the Ziggy on the yeah. ship. Right. right. I'm skipping around quite a but, bit. But not
0: uh, gizmo, you don't want to be that guy.
1: <laughs> Dating myself. But, but I, I like the empath thing, uh, going back to that, because uh, we had already seen it um, with uh, Book uh, communicating with the transworm in the very first episode of this season. We'd already seen him using his glowing forehead powers. They haven't really established what empath is, um, so we his thing was I can talk to them, but I can't control them. I can't yeah. order them. I can he just can speak to them. them. I can act them, which uh, goes back to uh, oh, the beta Z power of I can detect what they're feeling, but I can't read their minds, and I can't give you yeah. any solid answer. Yeah, the,
2: the the watered down beta Zoid abilities of uh, Deanna Troy. <laughs> <laughs> those pesky those pesky human genes messing everything up Well <laughs> right. we can't
1: we can't make it magic. We, we can we can give you enough to get the story moving but we can't give you enough to answer questions. What are they thinking? Right. I don't know, but they're very confused and hostile
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of I, I, I do have to disagree with Flobo on one thing uh, what you said that the uh, the uh, sea locust looked like I, now I don't know if John's a big video game guy back in the 90s, like I am. oh, But uh, they really reminded me of the floaters from Fallout 2. Okay. Mm. Yeah, okay, I'll but do that. The little, little tiny ones.
1: Interesting. Right. Still Interesting. Still gross. Um, uh, Jake and Flobo, have you guys watched P- Picard? Picard?
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: They reminded me of the blue butterflies on the synth planet. Uh
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: and then there were um uh was it uh on the trill planet we saw more blue little insects so like blue yeah. insects are very big this season
0: yeah
2: <laughs> they really and are that's
0: this week's fashion report <laughs> <laughs>
2: Blue insects in. Hey, I I, 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 can even confirm that from another from another uh, air, area of entertainment. Elder Scrolls Online. For some reason, Shea Goreth always disappears into blue butterflies. Interesting. Interesting. Why
0: not? It, it it works. It has like a whole you know a thing going. Which I, I feel like there's lot.
1: some dialogue going on between um, special effects engineers right now, where they're like, "Have you seen my blue flitty thing?" Oh, yeah. yeah? Well, how about my blue flappy thing?
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, the, yeah Wilhelm scream and sound design. You know? <laughs> Anything
1: you can do, I can do better. And bluer. And floatier.
0: <laughs> and floatier. Uh, one of the things I, I wanted to talk to you before we move on to the many different storylines, because we didn't even get like an A story and a B story. We got yeah. like an A story and like a bunch of tendrils from that A story, which is kind of interesting. Makes my yeah. job harder, but I ain't complaining.
2: We kind of we we went five different directions in this episode.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, no. you are only a quarter of the way through. Uh, let's talk about Ceru, man. He's trying to get that that captain's uh, command down, getting more comfortable having <laughs> Tilly that. as his number one. I actually like execute the the ship didn't as much. Uh, what's going on, Jake? <laughs> I,
2: I don't know where no, it's written in, in Starfleet protocols where where you have to have a uh, a unique uh, way to tell the ship to go to warp. Because if if that's a regulation, then Janeway broke it every week. Yeah, because she true. just stole Picard's. Yeah, Cisco um, <laughs> never really had to use it because it was a space station, right? But uh, I mean, you know, it's just it, it's a bit of comedy just to see Saru kind of humanize himself a little bit, trying Even to then. do something that's gonna gonna kind of pop the crew. But it's yeah. all it's doing is popping us as the audience. <laughs> as, he, the crew. as he as he completely <laughs> and totally. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm mixing up my terminology. <laughs> Leave, uh, <forever. laughs> Leave forever. Leave <laughs> forever. As you know, he's Until just, he silly walks kind of- in.
1: They're like, you deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, what I love about it is this is a, as you said at the beginning, Flobo, this is a Frakes episode. Yes. And Frakes always finds a way to find the comedy. And to just oh that that moment of like um, when they're talking about Linus shedding and now he's not allowed in the in the <laughs> lunchroom S- anymore. Yeah. And, and while Tilly says that she does the little takes the piece of skin off Saru and
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> that's like stage comedy. That's yeah. like and I love it. I love it because it can be such a serious grim show that these little moments are golden nuggets.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So, we're not a fan of Manifest? I mean, that's cool.
2: <laughs> Manifest. <laughs> so, so, Manifest. So, so I, go, going back to that little tirade we just had, does that mean that uh, Detmer's joining Dark Order? Ooh, no. <laughs> She is way too cool now.
0: Because uh, no. I don't even know this, chick. that we that my, my captain calls this show Star Trek Redheads. And uh, a red <laughs> redhead got a chance to shine old school Detmer yeah. flying through space, man, with book ship. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to look on
2: Book's face like, that's my ship. <laughs> that's my I ship. know if
1: he'd seen how she was handling it. <laughs> well, oh, he man. Said,
2: he said it got hit by at least 12 to photon torpedoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
1: loved that Detmer moment so much. This is a weird, um, very, like, heterosexual thing to say, uh, but I'm talking to the right guys for that. But I, I'm just, you know, if anybody's watching it, they go, wow, what a straight guy thing to say. I love how the show has put um, femininity into masculinity often enough. You know, you've got your characters like I'm never uncomfortable with the scenes between uh, Culber and Stamets when they're like climbing into bed at the end of the day, totally comfortable with that because they're I'm a good couple for, other,
2: for a different reason, but I don't I, 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 honestly, if somebody actually, somebody actually asked me about that a while back and my response was, oh, they're a cute couple. I, Aren't they? It's just me,
0: it's, I mean, because I know very little about Star Trek. The fact they jump into bed wearing red shirts, it's like,
2: wait a minute. <laughs> Could it be
0: any other color? Like, why would you wear that to bed? They right, jump into
2: bed wearing red shirts and suddenly there's a whole breach. Yeah, it's like, come on. <laughs> like, what is it? The, 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 what is the it? that That says. That, that, old, that old meme with uh, Kirk and the three red shirts, dig three graves up there on the hill. I'll tell you why. Like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I always like. I hope
0: you're
1: all fine. Uh, sorry to cut you off, John, but that was always my thing when they... But we've we've established, and we did it through a conversation between Culber and Detmer that she's macho. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, constantly balanced. There's there's all this balance between feminine and and masculine, and Detmer. I mean, we know
2: she's a little cray cray. Yeah, we know that. that. Ever, ever since she took that bump on the implant, she's been really bad. And I think you know because I don't. I don't know how much that Flobo told you about me, John, but I, I originally came from the NFL side of things. Mm. And I really look at her development over this season being that of say, an in a, a running back who, who blew his ACL. Oh, wow. She's really timid about using, using herself. again. Right. She's right. really so, timid about putting herself out there.
1: So she's, she's coming back from an injury. Yeah. Physical and mental. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that does make her completely different uh, yeah. from how she was in the first two seasons, which was, we saw a little of her, but we didn't see as right. much as we've seen this last one.
2: The, the, fir- the first season, we didn't even know any of their names. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, we just knew that she didn't like
0: Burnham for the insurrection. That was the only thing we knew. Like, that one over there doesn't like Burnham. and That was kind of our character.
1: Well, I mean, she's lost half her hair. She lost one of her eyes. Yeah. You know, she's got the implant now all because of the thing with Burnham. So that was yeah. understandable. Correct. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, my my hot little firecracker, Detmer, behind the wheel with Rin, who's also one of my favorite characters, instant favorite character.
2: And he Jake, was immediately I'm, like clutching that cat. <laughs> oh, I well, I love, like,
1: I don't like this cat. <laughs> That's like most of my friends who come over, they're like I, I hate cats. I don't like your cats, John. <laughs> my cats are like ah, oh, you're the best. The, the only
2: can cat look at. The, the closest I've ever had to having a cat was over the summer. I had one that I kept giving water to that was living underneath my uh, my Dodge Ram because anything comes in my yard, feathers, fur, scales. My dog kills it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Well, she was she was raised feral. Oh, born, born feral. So. Yeah, uh, it is kind of interesting how the only person that can, like,
0: understand Grudge is Book. Everyone's kind of like, what's a cat do? Like, uh, <laughs> I just, just love how uncomfortable
2: you know? Tilly was with Grudge in that one episode. Just holding it out way out here. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. Connection
0: that, another connection that uh, that Rin has with Tilly, that they both can handle that cat.
2: Yeah, uh, and I always kind of pictured Tilly as being a cat person, honestly. I Yeah, uh, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, like, physically she is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, here's the uh, thing I always like to point out. Noah Averbach Katz plays Wren. He is the husband of Mary Wiseman, who plays yep. Tilly.
0: Probably has Katz at home.
1: So it's super cute that they had a scene together. They had a, like a little uh, dust-up early on of, like, you, you got a bad attitude, mister, with her to him. Uh, just these really cute moments between this couple. And honestly, I think they're terrific actors, so... I have no yeah, problem but let's
0: Let's talk about the interaction they had. Uh, the big reveal at the end of the episode is that the Emerald Chain is running out of dil- dilithium as well. Because apparently Tilly gets this because she's number one inside the universe. But outside, you're like, oh, he's telling his wife the news. That's <laughs> cute. Uh, <laughs> what, what is going to be uh, Discovery's next move with this information? Because it seems well, to me Starfleet is not quick to act on things like this.
2: From uh, outside uh, the show, the whole everybody's running out of dilithium thing bothers me. Because there should have been ships in orbit around Navarre. Because Romulans don't use dilithium. That's a very good point. That's a very yeah, all, good point. All Romulan vessels are run on a uh, uh, warp core that is powered by a quantum singularity. That's a black hole, Flobo.
0: Oh, okay. Thank you. I, I'm at the public school. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, well, I can, I can I tell you no, no, this I like have quantum no. singularity. Like, I'm a now? physics
2: guy. I'm a, I'm a huge. And you're a football guy? Which one is it, Jake? <laughs> I have no life. That's what it is. I go to <laughs> work and I read. Many okay. disciplines. And, that's and, a and, that's a good
1: thing. Well, that's absolutely true, and that's uh, really you know funny too, because I I think we're so like westernized. Um, Star Trek itself is so westernized. And um, we forget things like if there was a parallel uh, civilization to ours, they wouldn't get their power from the same places we do necessarily. So the fact that they're able to create these tiny black holes and manipulate the energy coming off of them,
2: did they... Which we could did... actually do today. Oh, really? Yeah, the Large Hadron Collider. Oh, yeah. Can create, yeah, right. can create miniature black holes. That isn't yes. a, a shift though. Yes, oh, but no, it it's... also... It's butterfly like 10
1: miles. It also butterfly affected us, and and yep. uh, you know, this is why people think that Chris Canyon used to say "Who better than Canyon?" When he used to say "Who's better than Canyon?" Are,
0: Are you sure? I feel like this is one of those. One hundred percent sure. He had a T-shirt. that said, "Who better?" I actually
1: have it. In I had it. W E, in W E W, it was whose, and yeah, I. Now that didn't change it.
2: Now, that's been taken over by the guy he trained, uh, Brian Cage.
1: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, well, yeah. Well, Brian Cage a lot of things. Uh, my, my good <laughs> friend Brian, he and I are pals. We were tag team partners for sure.
0: Oh, a oh yeah? Oh, uh, I knew Brian when he tagged with Sean Ricker. So there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tagged with him before that when he was Nightclaw. Oh, okay, and were... I was... Okay, <laughs> you see, see the mask in the middle there?
0: Yeah, the M- Roscoe P. Sutton?
1: Mega American. That was Meg
0: American, yeah.
2: Wow. Meg American. That's, and Meg uh, American was he? Naked? He just he doesn't live too far from Flobo.
0: Brian Cage or Meg American?
2: Yeah, Brian Cage. She's <laughs> just over in Chico.
0: Uh-huh. A lot of us are. A lot of us. A lot of them are over here. I used to be the part of that, that community. Yeah, uh,
2: but yeah, the. Uh, but going back to it, yeah, I mean that, that. Navarre should have had a whole bunch of freaking warpers <laughs> defending
1: yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I you know. <laughs> They're making it up as they go along. Yeah. I, I see a lot of conversation online about it. And um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, when people bring up these good points, they're not wrong. Unfortunately, right. of the 20 voices that were in the room to put the... And they weren't in the room. They were in a Zoom yeah. call. To put the episode together, Yeah, there were a lot of points that they missed.
2: Well, and they may retcon it by saying that it wasn't just dilithium that was taken out. It was a whole subspace thing with the burn, which... Yeah. Thankfully yeah. we we finally figured we finally found it but right right fellas I'm do kinda, you, rem- do you remember hoping- oh I'm go sorry ahead. go ahead jay uh, i'm kind of hoping that the signal that they found inside of coming from the uh from where the burn originated that nebula is the enterprise j <laughs> that would it be a be. big that would be a big callback to enterprise we know that it's starfleet right yes yeah yeah it's so- it's a
1: federation distress call signal and and what do we know about the J? What do we know about the Enterprise
2: J? Almost absolutely nothing unless you add in Star Trek Online canon. Which we don't. We can't. And in Star Trek Online canon, it was the flagship at the Battle of Procyon 5, which actually does tie into Enterprise just a little. Uh Daniel's mentioned it in passing that they were on the Enterprise J at the Battle of Procyon 5 when he mm. pulled uh Archer into the future. So I would really like to see that because after that universe class, I don't see how they could make a another enterprise <laughs> that one pretty much had it all. Retire the yeah. game, damn it!
0: No, <laughs> you were saying something, John? I, I didn't
2: catch what you were saying.
1: Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm a pot smoker. I forgot. Oh, <laughs> it was. I was
2: changing the subject though. But I wish, uh, I, 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 wish I could use that excuse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey come to California man. It's like grocery stores down here. Oh dude, I, dude,
2: I, I I take so many pills, so many medications a day that I I do more damage to my body than anybody does with any drugs.
0: Man, that that is the American way, isn't it?
2: Oh uh, so, yeah.
1: So, <laughs> How does it feel to watch Discovery with a drug commercial during every
2: commercial break? <laughs> That if I ever run for political office, it will be on the singular platform that I will make sure that drug company ads cannot last more than 10 seconds. Thank you.
0: <laughs> if you like, the, be like the, uh, the micro machines guy from Galoob, he's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: already the guy doing the uh, you know, side effects. He might as well have the yeah. whole commercial, like the side effects.
0: Uh, speaking of side effects, we mentioned top of the show, but George Joe's going through some stuff. But oh, before yeah. we get to what's going on with George Joe, I want to say that this season it seems that Dr. Colbert is kind of like the Greek chorus. He's just getting himself involved in everyone's mental space. Yeah. Uh, but we are, we now know, kind of, sorta, of, that George is possibly, maybe
2: dying. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, how do you think? I actually more. have a
2: theory on this. Oh, go for it. Uh, <laughs> I think she got split in the transition. Okay. Split, from, like what parts were split? Just duplicated. Like, like there's another, like another George on top there's of it. There's another George and that's how we're going to get her Section 31 series. Because there's still a George back in the 23rd century.
1: Interesting. Because I got a theory from this episode that went in the opposite direction where they say if you're, let's see, if you went over one universe you're going to have this breakdown. If you came from the past, you're going to have this breakdown. I I feel like they're going to send her back to the past.
2: Oh, I do like yeah. the
1: splitting idea because sending her back to the past is illegal. It should not happen. It's, I, I believe, scientifically impossible at this point. Um, no. yeah. and, and if she already existed because of a split, then we'll just pick up where that character is. But so because yeah, are you suggesting, well, let me, J- Jake, are you suggesting that perhaps she might exist on both shows?
2: I'm suggesting that this is their way of getting her off Discovery so that mm. she can start her Section 31 show. Um, there is a mission in Star Trek Online where you have Vulcan Admiral Tanay. She was also on the Enterprise C, but she got dropped off on a Pinot colony with the rest of the crew of the Enterprise C, but yet there's still an admiral today. They had to, they had to, temporarily restitch her together. Oh wow! Oh, and, and we know that Starfleet at this point has that technology, because right because before the burn they had actually just finished the temporal cold war. Yeah,
0: but we can't call STO cannon though, can we?
2: Well, I mean, if if I remember correctly, do not quote me on this because I will I so because will. I Voyager so will. is I I just didn't like it, so it wasn't one of my ones that I remember whole part and parcel. But I believe they did that a lot with Seven. The uh, uh, the temporal fleet did that a lot with Seven in in an episode. Okay. to
1: oh, wow. I, yeah, I, look those I up. That...
2: Kept pulling her further from the past because she kept dying in the future.
0: <laughs> All right. Right. Uh, so just be reversing I understand the process. having Section thirty one. I was willing to uh, I was willing to be okay with the fact if George R. did not make this show, but it seems that they're going to make that happen for whatever reason. And even theory is as good as gold for me because I don't know how you go from the future back to the past without breaking a few laws, cracking a few uh, eggs. But if she's actually being split, that will explain why she's blacking out and having this other, I guess, Terran memories. It looks like uh, yeah. still coming back and flooding back into her mind.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. it's. A, it's a, Sending her back is a total violation of of, phys- of physics, both standard and quantum, as we yeah. know them now. Yeah. And right now, the only way you could travel to the future, all you'd be able to do is watch it because you would literally begin the bend horizon of a black hole till you see the future.
1: And I of kind course. of could see it as maybe they could reunite. I really like the split thing because maybe they could reu- reunite her mind into that body yeah. a la Quantum Leap. Which
2: again? Well, I mean, they, I believe they used uh, in Voyager. Uh, I believe they used temporal transporters to do it. Wow! I gotta look that up, man. I
1: I totally did not catch the temporal. Uh, you know, was this? How would you characterize it? How, how would I look this up, Jake? Would I be um, looking up temporal wars, temporal cold cold war? What would I be looking? No,
2: because temporal cold war was was specifically an Enterprise. Okay. Thing. Yeah. Um, Let me look that up. I'll get back to you on it.
1: Because I've I've gotten so spotty. I've watched all the shows, but I'm very spotty with Voyager because it was my least favorite. And yeah, uh, right. I gotta
0: bite the bullet, man. Gotta go through it. Just slog through it. <laughs> and the
1: uh, well, I'll do it now. Yeah. <laughs> because well, you know, now it's, we it's, do shows about it. Flo well. well,
0: here's here's the funny thing, and I, and people are gonna I'm gonna get tomatoed for this one. But like, imagine watching two seasons of Discovery and then going back to TNG. It's like, oh my god! And then that first season of TNG, it's like, wait, you're gonna stop the show to have a clip show? You just—it's one season! Like, this sucks. Uh, so I, I totally get it, but you gotta get a locked do it, man. That's,
1: that's there, you, you know, when I was gonna watch Picard, I uh, found an article because uh, I had been doing some searching, and I found an article, um, and I think it might have been AV Club or or somebody pretty cool who put together, these are like the 10 episodes you're going to want to watch because they're constantly referring to them in Picard Season 1. Yeah. And it was a tremendous thing to go through to watch early episodes of, um, you know, data-centered episodes of uh, Next Generation. And, uh, I mean, you know, really, I should have gone back to the original series and seen the episode with Dr. Daystrom because the Daystrom Institute is such a big deal. Uh, And it started in the original series. But anyway, uh, it is so funny to go back, especially first season TNG, and just hear like that terrible synthesizer.
2: That's what I tell everybody who ripped on Discovery the first two seasons. I'm like, go back and watch TNG uh, season one and season two. Not only were the uniforms terrible per Sir Patrick himself, who had back problems from them. Um the stuff was things that Roddenberry had planned for season six it's- Oh, season four and season five of the original series. So they were episodes from the 60s. <laughs> yeah, I remember
0: reading articles at the time from TV guides saying, wrong direction, this is totally a mistake, they should probably cancel it. But yeah. hey, if you do know what they want until it's gone, I'm a lot like wrestling fans. Uh, but speaking of things I discovered and discovered this week, uh, that distress signal is a bop because everyone knows it, everyone can hear it, <laughs> but Saru sees right through it because he hates fun. Uh, distress signals, man. Let's. What? How? How deep is this rabbit hole? Goal, John. Let me know.
1: You know, um, I love the fact that it is related to Starfleet, um, because we have, especially after going through uh, last week's episode, we know that it did not start with SB nineteen. Mm-hmm. And uh and even though the Vulcans are, are so scientifically advanced, they had just finished their thinking there. Oh, and I just, so,
2: just oh, got it, John. John. It's uh, relativity, it's from the it's the twenty fourth episode of season five.
1: Of season five, and this is a Voyager? Yeah. Right on, I got I will I will program that into my viewing. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm very excited that uh, this is a Starfleet secret that we're uncovering. Yeah. yeah. Because as Jake mentions, who knows? It could be an Enterprise. It could be another ship out of time. It could be all kinds of crazy stuff. It could be yeah. another secret ship. We do um, not know.
0: The question I have is, do you think it's from a person, a people, a section within Starfleet? Just mm-hmm. for predictions, I guess. What, what do you have it on?
2: Mm, that's a good question. Section thirty one wouldn't use a Federation distress call.
0: Okay.
1: That's or a good they? point. That's a good no, point. No, they wouldn't. Or
2: would they? No, they wouldn't. Uh pretty much Section 31's op- uh, operas... uh mo- opera excuse me, uh I can never get that right. Their MO uh is if you're in distress, die. Right. They're not a
1: rescue or exploration. They're yeah. weapons and R and D on weapons. Yeah,
2: I would be fine if it's an Enterprise or an Excelsior. So a ship, basically, yeah, and not like distressed people on a planet. I want one with, yeah, but I want one with a big name. I want Enterprise or Excelsior. Like, would you be okay with the Titan? No. Wow. (laughs) Deep thought. (gasps) Well, here's the thing: the Titan (laughs) is kind of Picard canon, and the Titan would have been would have been at at the worst, destroyed or at the least decommissioned, five hundred years before the current events on Discovery.
0: Wait, hold on. So Picard canon supersedes or the online canon supersedes Picard? Wouldn't no. Picard be more canon than online?
2: Oh no, Picard is. No, what I'm saying is, uh, Picard happens in the early twenty fifth. Okay. So if they found the Titan in that nebula. That would be a ship out of time for five hundred years. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. No, six hundred because it would have been late twenty fourth, early twenty fifth. So roughly two hundred years after discovery left the twenty third century.
1: I'm still in. The uh, the amount. Yeah, the amount of time that's in the future that we've gone into the future prohibits a lot of things. Like uh, when they talk about the Bajoran exchange, and you know, a bunch of fans uh that i saw and i agreed with them were like oh does that mean like yes nine like uh you know it became the bajoran exchange well why would it that was hundreds of years ago it was okay. already a well-worn well, uh space station
2: cbs has not come out and said that this is not canon but there is a story that around the late 25th century Deep Space Nine was, well, Terok Nor was deconstructed and an actual space dock star base was built around. Patriot. Oh,
1: that's very mm. cool. I mean, yeah. it's a great place to have a base. But they've established Impact,
2: that. Yeah. Impact, Impact Nor is probably still there somewhere. And, you know, that's that's a great place for, you know, undesirables to build a space station is right there in the guts of Impact Nor. Right. I
0: wonder how long or I wonder how deep this goes. I mean, it'd be kind of easy peasy if it was one ship had one signal. I don't know. I, I'm looking for a swerve there, so I'm not sure what it is. That's what yeah, it, I I'm hear
2: you. If there was a swerve, the one that I would have wanted is now impossible with uh, the death of the actor, but it would be hilarious if it was the chimera under Nog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I
0: can recast that, no problem.
2: Hey, I'm all <laughs> up for more Nog.
0: Yeah, wh- wh- why
2: not? May he rest in peace. Oh,
1: a sweet guy uh, too. I I knew people who knew him. Said he's just one of the sweetest guys.
0: Oh, and yeah. uh, speaking of people that we are learning more from, Adira identifies yes. as non-binary officially on the show. I assume in the framework of her being trill, and therefore she prefers sorry they prefer they uh, as a pronoun. Uh, Stamets well, I know the actor is the same way. Actually, yeah, the same way, and and it was I guess it was under yeah. the impression that. Uh, Adira would be identified as a she uh, until the first uh, seven episodes until now when that scene happened and now uh, Stamets had to be the first one to uh, get that information further their relationship. John Webber, we talked about representation in the show before. It's a beautiful thing. It is something that I, as a garden variety hetero of sexual male, I'm still beginning to learn, but it's pretty cool to see it on such a big platform as Star Trek Discovery. Thoughts?
1: You know what? What a beautiful scene that was because it doesn't come with the machismo that we all know from our friends and from our lives, where people are like, well, "I'm sorry, Caitlyn Jenner's still a he to me." Well, you know that's just rude. That's right. rude, and there's no reason to be rude when someone tells you. It's such a beautiful little scene where she's she's not pushing it. She's not high dudgeon. She's not insulting him. She's not, you know, making a big deal out of it. She's saying, this is what I want. This is how I've always felt. This was a great little educational scene in how to discuss non-binary and trans existence.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And the best reason, which is, um, this is what makes me comfortable. And you're a person I'm comfortable with. Please do this thing that makes me feel comfortable. And of course, it's Stamets. Oh, yeah. So he's going to do it.
2: Yeah. I was always always kind of of the opinion that Trill should be referred to that way anyway.
1: That's a good point.
2: But, but yeah, I mean, Flobo knows after dealing with us through three different iterations of a podcast that, you know, my co host, he's the nice one. I'm the, literally, on our podcast, I am the representative of alpha male and toxic masculinity and and redneck. If the devil's um,
0: advocate needed a lawyer, it's this guy.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm the one always making fun of the guys because you know they're driving four cylinders, and I've got a you know V8 Hemi Dodge Ram sitting out in the driveway. But you're Mopar; that doesn't count. <laughs> Get a real vehicle. But yeah, well, it's it's gone. It, 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 as soon as I've as soon as I've got the money, that thing's becoming a Toyota Tundra. Um, but the uh, even even I am like, I love this. Oh, good. I love it um you know you you go around my town here and you know you're hello all kinds of hate, hateful things but right. i love it in the fact that it's star trek has always been this way if people yep. are one of our i see people on the forums all the time talk about oh they're shoving this down our throats have you watched a single episode of the original series <laughs> at all. Right. there is a there is an african-american woman there is a russian an right. alien right. Right. And a farm boy from Iowa,
1: right, right. And then whatever uh, the doctor is, he's uh, he's Southern when he's George, drunk.
2: I, I think he's from. I th- I, if I remember correctly, I believe McCoy's from Tennessee or Kentucky. Mm. Yeah, I'm hoping Tennessee because Kentucky's not not as well not as good. Well, he does <laughs> love his mint juleps. Yeah, I do say this as a uh, as an SEC fan.
0: <laughs> so let me ask the question, there, Jake. Why is it? that that that's the case. Why is it this franchise that's been around for generations literally is as seen as now being the I don't walk show now. I mean, obviously the show is pulling from other series, but why the hate now?
2: Because anyway. it's it's dealing with a more polarized audience. Uh, I mean, it's not it's no revelation that we're living in literally the most polarizing time in not just our country but most of the world uh and you know especially here in the u.s you have that's a big dividing line it's a huge dividing line without naming parties on either side so that we don't cause stuff and i knocked my mic halfway across the room
0: uh
2: because i'm talking with my hands now even though it hurts because (laughs) i I worked out too hard today um (laughs) the uh (laughs) but that's one of those that's one of those hot buttons that really uh sets off a lot of the division you know jake what do you think of
1: this and this is my my way of sort of describing that um a conservative mind literally following the word wants to conserve mm -hmm. so this is always the way it's been. Men go out and, and they, they're the hunter-gatherers. They're the ones who go out in the workforce. Women are taking care of kids and home, home and hearth. Um, there are different deviations from that that are fine. Nobody has a big problem with that. But there's a certain sense of the conservative that I want to conserve how things are. Yeah, Change for the sake of change is not necessarily a good thing. It's probably not a good thing at all from the conservative standpoint and then from the progressive mind comes nope change everything burn everything burn the patriarchy you know change how we do everything and uh, as in all things a balance is better than one side ruling another
2: but i mean you're really kind of you're kind of in my wheelhouse here john because i'm actually moderate uh so i take the best from both sides but and you, uh, and you
1: see both both extremes
2: yeah True. well i mean my, my my mother and my brother are all so, so far out in left field they'd even be a foul ball in uh in the met stadium hey uh, hey hey cardinal, <laughs> now i hate
0: you sir. no i'm just kidding
2: <laughs> cardinal nation um and my my i've got a buddy who from the service who he's so far right i can't even see him yeah, yeah. um so i'm always stuck in the middle and you know everything to i hate using this especially on a star trek show but itic, infinite diversity and infinite combinations literally the vulcan promo code if you will uh but people aren't getting that and i think as a species that really speaks to our immaturity
1: oh yeah Absolutely,
2: and I think that's something that Roddenberry was trying to get through people's heads in the original series and uh, the early seasons of Next Gen. And yeah, I think Discovery's yeah, Discovery's taking that taking that ball and running with it. Honestly, yeah, I think well, they I... kind of got away from it a little bit in DS Nine and Voyager,
1: yeah.
2: and then and yeah. Enterprise. But then Discovery and Picard have kind of picked up that ball and run with it.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. I, I think there's a I think there's a sort of built in sense of supremacy. I've talked about this yeah. on the show before, too, that uh, people need to come down from, you know, mm-hmm. that that's not real. That's something we yeah. said, uh, you know, we being uh, white, straight Christian males. We said that for a long time. We're we're the best. And I was raised uh Like you, I was raised in a very country area and and people were like, you know, you're going to grow up and you're going to see how it is. And that's not what I grew up into. I grew up into a very wide world full of many different people.
2: Well, I mean, you know, and part of my unique outlook is I was when I was in basic training, uh, I was one of three white guys. That was it. There was three of us in my yeah. entire flight. Are we talking Everybody? like
0: 50 people, 100 people, 1,000 people? Like, how oh, you... f-
2: 100. Okay. In my, I should say in my dorm, there was probably three white guys and five or six white girls. And, of course, yes, Flobo, we were kept separate. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw your eyes opening. <laughs> hey, I'm ahead of judgment.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: you know, I was one of three, one of two in my flight one of three in the whole building, my entire flight was Puerto Rican, uh, Asian, and two African-Americans. You know, when you're with with people who are a different culture or a different, I, I, I even hate to say the word color, you, you it doesn't matter because you're all there doing the same thing. Right. And I think that's a lot of what Roddenberry really pushed.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: And like I said, discoveries really picked it up. And people aren't going to be happy. But how many people were happy when Kirk kissed Ahura?
0: Everyone was happy.
2: No. No. The <laughs> <season> was over <laughs> then. <We're talking> about.
0: <laughs> it was all done.
2: There were some
1: affiliates that didn't show that episode. Yep. True. And uh I can't remember what they did show but it was like ridiculous. They were just yeah. they would show anything rather than show that episode. Yep. And that went through uh you know when I was watching as a child so this is uh after the series ends in the late 60s it goes to syndication almost immediately and that's when I started watching it. And um yeah still then they just yeah, could I, not handle
2: I got it on Sundays when I when I was I decided I was no longer going to church. I was going to the church of uh, Captain Kirk. We had we had Andy Griffith when I woke up, and then two back to back episodes of the original series. I'm like, I don't need church. <laughs> you learned a lot of man. morals. <laughs> I, 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 I got Spock. Spock's teaching me. Seriously.
0: <laughs> man, Seriously. Passes yeah, like, but there's
2: no ad breaks in the Bible. Yeah. But like you were saying, John, about the gender roles. You know, I mean, I'm. Like compared to say people in California, for the most part, I'm pretty conservative. But that's a big step. Uh, I'm 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 a hillbilly. I was born and raised in the Ozark Mountains, oh, on the go. border of Missouri and Arkansas. Oh, there and you go. wow! I'll tell you right now, I am 100 percent against gender roles for one reason, one reason only: I want a wife that hunts. Yeah, because it's yeah. five o'clock in the morning. It's cold as hell, and I don't want to do it. it's like not even alone i just don't want to do it i do like the deer but i don't want to go get it
0: (laughs) fair fair enough man and i I think uh when i was a kid of all the of all the comics and superheroes i was always drawn to the green lantern Corps because once you signed up once you got the ring more or less you were part of this purpose higher than self didn't matter what country or planet you were or sector you were from so that's my reference
2: right. to the week. Only, right. pro- only problem is he, get, he got a super suit that was animated.
0: Well, you know why it was 2011. Shout out Ryan time. Reynolds. Yeah, well, okay. On that note, it's time for us to get out of here. This has been Commander's Log, the unofficial <laughs> Star Trek Discovery post show. I'm pissed off now, but please, Jake, if anyone wants to find you and become your friend, for Lord knows why, how do we
2: find you online? Uh, I am at J Giles, T E M. I am on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, Pretty much don't come on my Instagram unless you want uh, pictures of a uh, eight year old Transylvanian hound shoved down your throat. <laughs> so uh, do it, or <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also find the two podcasts: the one that I produce and uh, which also has Flobo as a special guest many, many times, the Six Eight Five, as well as the Elder Millennials podcast, which my co-host tries to get into you know touchy feely subjects, and I'm not having it, so I just bus just chops the entire time he does yeah um you can <laughs> find that on this? your podcast on your pa- podcast software of choice Right.
0: On. Great. my captain where can the world find you
1: you can always find me on twitter at hello john weber it's just like hello kitty but john weber and uh instagram <laughs> same handle hello john weber I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you kidding. have a, you, un- you have a unique name. You got to have your name. You're lucky. Hello like
0: kitty. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, thank you. Cause it's at Flobo boys or so whatever you do, your social media, Twitter, Instagram, and flow at Instagram. and Flo-Be-To.com. If you want to know more about this show and all the other shows underneath the flow umbrella, newamsterdam.com. That's Katie Amsterdam.com. But until next time, also, say, can, John.
2: Go, go to Flo go to flow. uh, shirt store because i i oh, yeah. almost wore my flobito i almost i almost wore my flobito tonight shirt oh i'll take it back you're awesome uh, <laughs> you're the best person ever <laughs> i'm sorry what i said but until next time say
1: long it. and prosper